1: Ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with a gang today. We've got Kathy, Kathy Linda. Franklin, Linda, Reader, Laurie, John, Lisa Dietrich, and Kimberly Rinaldi, all here to join us in our discussion about power and powerful women because we are dynamic, we are powerful, and we are amazing. And I've got dogs in the background yelling, so I'm going to give them show credit today. We'd like to welcome Sophie, Sally, and Chicken Nugget to the show. And I'm going to turn the mic over to Linda and I'm going to let them out because they're driving me nuts. I'll be right back okay i guess we're not going to linda we're going to go to kimberly rinaldi kimberly when did you first come into your power or did you come onto the
2: planet feeling like a
1: powerful being
2: oh good question i um came on feeling very powerful life experiences told me i shouldn't be um literally stepped out of my power in my teens and tweens and then had no other choice but to step back in in my 20s. I believe and I teach that every single one of us has everything we need deep within us. We come into it, whether it's healing, whether it's emotional. Um, I believe that every cell, every fiber, every bit of our body and being carries the DNA coding for perfect health, wellness, happiness. We need to learn to get out of our own way.
1: I think getting out of our own way is a big thing for me. I know I got in my own way for a long time. I'd like to go over to Lori Johnson in Texas to talk about power. Are we born with power? Do we acquire power? Talk to me a little bit about power.
3: Hi. Yeah, about power. We've all got our own personal power. We all come in with what we want to accomplish. And many times um, it is about learning about your own power as you are growing up, that you don't start with it, or at least you don't start with understanding it. But then there are other people that come in and they do have their own power. They are already ready to not necessarily rule the world, but to take their place and to make an important point and help and heal or whatever their journey is to do. So I would say, especially now where we are on this planet at the moment, we have probably about 40% of the people. Planet that are really aware of why they're here and what they're doing, and the rest of us are trying to figure it out. So it's kind of up to the 40% who are understanding their own power, not the power over. This is a very, very different thing. We're moving into 2,000 years of a concept of power over everything, ruling through fear, ruling through being able to be in control of things, into the power within, which women have had for a really long time. So it's up to who actually know what they're doing and are able to stand in their own power within to be able to help the others kind of pull them through to be able to understand that. That's very interesting. Now, Lisa Dietrich from
1: Bend, Oregon, she's going to talk to us a little bit about the different kinds of power.
4: Thank you, Sandra. I really believe that there are different types of power out there and we definitely have an innate, inborn um, inside, power inside of us. And as women, we really don't, we really underestimate that power, especially in uh, running our homes and, and with our families. You know, there's that saying that if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And I really took that to heart in my home and went, wait a minute, I have the ultimate power here on, and whether my home is a sanctuary, whether it's a happy place, a place where people want to be, or whether it's a place of of discord and disharmony, and and I really went about making it a place where people want to be at home and comfortable and at peace. And as far as the other types of power, there is the authority, like Laurie said, the you know authority that's over us. But there's also authority that's given to us in, it, like in the professional world, we rise up to positions of power and management, and sometimes that's given to us, and sometimes we earn it by the respect that we gain, by the insight that we share, and that power can be ours, whether it's given to us or not. Uh, People respect us and will acknowledge our power, even if we haven't been given that management position that we want.
1: That's very interesting. I'm going to go over to Linda Crater in Washington, D.C., Okay, we're having trouble with our Washington feed. We're going to go to New York City. Linda Franklin.
5: I think power choices change. Um, When I first went to Wall Street, to me, power was um, power. You know, men having this power um, to be able to to do things that they wanted to do, know people, be on different boards, making lots of money, that was power for me. Um, And I kind of wanted to emulate that Now, as the years have passed, I realize that that is one kind of power, but the most important kind of power is the power we have within us to become the the people we were meant to be. So I think it changes with age, as most things do.
6: Linda Crater, Washington, D.C. You know, I think this issue of power is fascinating. I, I don't think I knew my power when I was younger, I didn't even recognize that I had it. And I'm always surprised when people talk about your influence, which I think power, you know, sometimes manifests itself that way with your influence, you're able to um, be somebody that someone may want to come to for mentoring or for other reasons, but I think the power choices do change over time, and I think sometimes we have to learn how to harness that power. We can come on too strongly and not be as effective as we wish to be at the time, and there are other times it's more powerful to cede your power to others, and I, I find that that was something I had to learn well into my 40s. Kathy Krafke, East Texas.
7: Well, you know I love to follow Linda Crater because <laughs> okay. I think it is so interesting. I wonder if it is something about being post-50. I just don't know. but But I have noticed I have to harness my power. I have to rein it in. And I love the idea of seeding my power, allowing myself to just put out that word of influence or encouragement that will help a younger woman along and and really walk into her. I think somebody mentioned, uh, it was Linda Franklin mentioned about self-fulfillment and self-actualization. I love to see the, you know, just give me a moment where I can give another woman a word of encouragement so that she will self-actualize and really fulfill her purpose in life. And I am such a happy camper when that, when I have that opportunity that, I, I think everybody on this in this panel just knows what i mean that, It's just such a joy it's the greatest thing about getting older.
1: Linda Franklin, you have a question.
5: Yeah, why would you want to rein in your power? I mean, are we confusing power with being overbearing um, or trying to direct people 's lives or control people 's lives or or you know because I find now the people that are most powerful. Uh, you just want to be in their presence. They emanate this, this calm, this peace, um, and, and those are the people I want to be around now, um, and I don't, I don't think those people are reigning in their power. I think that they're, they're just using it, um, or I, I don't think even using it is the right word. They just are. They're just being, and people that are just being are the most powerful of all. I'm going to go to
1: Lori Johnson in Texas, our intuitive on the show today. Lori, I'd love to hear you comment on what Linda just said.
3: There's a vast difference between what we're shifting out of, which is the power over. And it has been such a way of thinking that we are so um, involved with it, that when we say power, it automatically means or it has meant for so long that we have power over everything else or over someone else, or being overbearing, which has been the male lesson for 2,000 years. Now we're coming into the Aquarian age, the new age, the new paradigm, whatever, but it is about that power within, not that men have to, well, men do have to let it go, but it is about how you are within, in your own power, it's exactly that. 2,000 years of the leader being dictated by one person who knows everything and tells everybody is stronger or whatever, The new leader, the Aquarian leader, is the person who stands in their own power within. Their light is so bright, their knowledge is so aware that they draw people to them. The new teaching mechanism is not telling somebody what to do, but by living by example and having people drawn to you because of your light, and they absorb and observe. That is how the new lesson is going to be and how we're moving forward. It's already started. This isn't something that we can decide we're going to get into or not. It's already where we're headed and women are a tremendous asset now because we've been dealing with having to have that power within whether we're allowed to express it or not for a long time and now we're able to express it. So the difference between the power over power within, that's still what I'm coming from because you can do everything that a power over person does. You just do it from a completely different point of view and it's a gentler and it's a more respectful way of being able to teach and lead and express yourself.
1: That is amazing. I want to go to let's see, let's go to uh, Kathy Crafty and take us down to the thirty.
7: Well, I just I just love that whole that whole discussion there about what power really is. I think that is worth worth exploring some more because it is it is a shifting kind of it is a shifting kind of understanding that we have. For instance, one of the discussions we had earlier in the week had to do with how much power there is in weakness. To and I, and I love that coming at it from that angle where my weaknesses are so valuable to me now. I'm so comfortable with that because it allows me to appreciate and respect the people around me and see their value. So I, I love it that our discussion is going this way. It just makes me so happy
1: we're going to talk about in the next segment, we're going to talk about finding our power in our weakness. But before we do, we're going to to hear from Kimberly Rinaldi.
2: You know, for me, it is the ability to stand, and this will take us into the break. It, It is the ability to stand in understanding that the things that I resist the most, the things that I have fought the greatest, are really my greatest gifts and my biggest powers. So it's coming to the other side. I call it blessing the lesson. The things that I rallied the hardest against were really the greatest gifts for me. We're going into our next break, and when when we come back, we're speaking with dynamic women from all over the country, hosted by Sandra Beck and Linda Crater. So join us back in just a few moments. If you haven't already seen or listened to our other shows, check us out on iTunes.
6: We're Dynamic Women Talk Radio, and we'll return after these short messages.
8: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
9: Did you know that the average teenager drinks twice as much soda as milk? Since 1983, sugar consumption in the U.S. is up 28%. Why is that? There are several reasons, but one of the most common is soft drinks. 20-ounce beverages have become the norm, and it's not surprising to find that 43% of our sugar comes from drinks. Sugar is blamed for poor nutritional diets. USDA data shows that people whose diets are high in added sugar eat less calcium, fiber, iron, protein, and many other important nutrients. Fat-free foods are also a culprit. Since sugar is fat-free... Many people tend to think it's okay to eat as much as they want. Remember that just because a food is fat-free does not mean that it's calorie-free also. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond.
8: Join us for Healing with the Marika Method. This is an amazingly informative show to help heal people as well as their horses, dogs, and cats. This show inspires and empowers people to take charge of their own health and their animals' health using the power of diet, nutrition, natural medicines, and lifestyle to heal a variety of health problems. Learn how food impacts all physical and emotional health conditions and how diet and natural medicines are used to heal the body, mind, and spirit. Marika is a health and nutrition specialist, homeopathic practitioner, a gifted medical intuitive and healer and an author and educator with over two decades of experience in clinical clinical practice for people and their pets. Join our host, Marika water every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the...
1: Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and this is Dynamic Women Talk Radio and we are here today with Kathy Kraftke, Kimberly Rinaldi, Lori Johnson, Lisa Dietrich, Linda Kreter, Linda Franklin and we are talking about power and where we get our power, how we accomplish. Why are power? Are we born with power? And what came up interestingly enough through Kathy Kraftke and uh, Kimberly Rinaldi was that we find our power when we explore our weaknesses. I'm going to go to Lisa Dietris
4: first in Bend, Oregon. Power and weakness. Take it away. Thank you, Sandra. I was thinking about this on this topic, and in my life, I found and learned and grew into my greatest power in one of the weakest times of my life. When I found myself in an abusive marriage, uh, the whole world was falling apart around me, and I was able to harness just enough energy to get up and take my baby daughter and leave that relationship for good, and that is when my power really blossomed. I had to you know, fight through a nasty divorce and take on the reign of a, of a single mom, go back to school so that I could get the education I needed to support this child. All of those things happened in my weakest time. And just being able to summon that enough energy and power to get up and walk away, or in my case, run away, um, is not necessarily a bad thing. We're going to go to Linda Crater,
1: Washington, D.C.
6: That's a powerful story. Thank you for sharing that, Lisa. I loved um, Kimberly Rinaldi's comment about the blessings Um, that she has gained, and I agree with it, are often the gifts that we hadn't really developed yet. And as you get older and as life comes at you hard and fast, I think sometimes you are forced to your knees in a way that makes you look at, how did I get here? What can I do to get out of here? And what tools can I employ that I have within me and with Um, faith or or whatever spirituality that you take on, I am a woman of faith, so I use that as a a real stepping stool to teach me things, because I don't believe there's anything new under the sun. So I go back to the basics to find out where I might redirect my energy and my power, and I, I like to think of power as influence in the world, and I like to believe that it's directed to good you know 99.9% of the time but sometimes we're misdirected and we need to redirect sometimes but those gifts are within us we just have to look for it and develop and nurture it Kathy Craftkey East Texas
7: Well I I really appreciate that you y'all y'all are hitting on some of my favorite words like I loved what what Linda said about falling on our knees sometimes as women that's just our most powerful position and and I also loved what Lisa Dietrich said about making her home a sanctuary. She actually mentioned that in the last segment too, mm-hmm. that our home, the place where we come home should be the safest place on the planet. And I guess the only thing I would add here is I I've lost count of all the women I know who have been through something very tragic and they come out of it on the other side so much stronger and and probably because they're just forced. We are all forced when we deal with those moments to really get in touch with who we are and what we're made of. And it, boy, if you can weather that, it, it's just a blessing to everybody around you because then you you're, your inner life is so much richer and more confident. So so that's just what I would throw out there. I, I, I'm enjoying these conversations very much because of the women in these group, this group of people talking.
1: Let's go to Linda Franklin, New York
5: City. I believe that I found my true power when I left Wall Street. Um, I, I thought I had it all together. I was this powerful woman on Wall Street. I, you know, I knew how to do what I did. I did it well. Um, everybody thought I was a whiz kid. And I, you know, I just felt terrific. So I thought I was powerful. When I left Wall Street, I discovered I wasn't powerful at all. All the, all the things that I used to get where I, you know, where I finally ended up, were terrific but they was just the tip of the iceberg and i had to spend years afterwards rethinking, refeeling, going back into my spiritual practices to figure out what was next and um i and i'm still on that journey i think it's a, a journey through lifetimes but um i think i'm more powerful now than i was then but if you told me that you know 20 years ago <laughs> i would have said you're crazy <laughs> So it's, it's, you know, time and life experience, really, you know, if, if you're open to
3: it, really does magical work.
5: Lori Johnson, Texas.
3: Thank you. Going back a little to where we were talking about whether we come in with power or not, I believe we all do. And when we're talking about weaknesses, in the first seven years of our life, when we're so influenced by people who may not have. Any kind of knowledge that we really relate to um, as a child, as a new soul, that you can sometimes deal with parents and the people around you that will knock out your own power, which is basically like the karmic lesson or the journey in that life to regain it with consciousness, to come in and know that you can do something and then have to prove it by having it either taken away or challenged or suppressed. And yet we do that constantly in life in you know we go through all these little lives that we achieve something we lose something and then every time like you're saying every time we achieve something in the challenge then we regain who we are and unfortunately it doesn't work all the time for everybody but it is our growth pattern and being able to get into the point where you feel completely comfortable in your own skin in your beliefs that no matter what anybody is saying even disagreeing with you being able to stay in your own power even if you're not arguing that's what we're here to achieve. Not everybody gets to, but I think a lot more of us are getting there than we have before. Well, what I'd like to know um,
1: is why is it that we have to get so beat up sometimes to get into our power? Because (laughs) I know I fought, 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 fought to go to school, fought to run a company, fought to get these jobs, fought to get this relationship, fight, 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 fight. And then, you know, when my whole life imploded, my mom died, my husband left, I had these two little preemie kids, you know, three months and and two and a half years old. And my dogs died even even they checked out after 16 years. And it was like wave after wave and I surrendered. And it wasn't funny at the time, but when I look at it, like I was on the floor in my bedroom, just like laying on the floor. I'm like, all right, God, I surrender. I surrender to you, to Jesus, to Yahweh, to Allah. I'm like, to the light, to the universal light, to the love, to the angels, to the spirit animals, the spirit guides, like any name I could think of that I'd ever heard in any belief system. I'm like, I surrender. I'm done. Like I'm, I am so done. I can't do this. I need your help. And I'm willing to walk into the direction you give me. And then I fell asleep. I mean, it was that, that crazy a moment. And from that moment onward, I got up and I started walking a different path. I started talking a different way. And the power to me came in the ultimate surrender. As Linda Franklin put in the chat, the dark day of the soul. It was the dark day of the everything at that point. And my question is, the power that I acquired before, and that all of us did, kind of before we surrendered, or life gave us a, you know, a big old kick in the, kick in the pants, um, is that false power rooted in our own fear? Are we trying to control this? And is power seen as negative? And how do we best harness those powers? Now, I know those are like four big questions, but I'm going to go over, and I'm going to get Linda Franklin in New York City, her perspective first.
5: Well, I think that the power that um, I was talking about, the power I felt while I was working on Wall Street, was a false power, and I think that was rooted in fear because for the first time in my life, those twenty five years I spent on Wall Street were i felt I felt good about myself, I felt needed, I felt wanted, I felt respected, I had guidance, I worked in a team, I felt wonderful um, and when i and so maybe it was a fear that and my fear was always, and I used to dream about it, that I would go back to my childhood and feel absolutely nothing and feel sad and unhappy. And so when I left Wall Street, that's where I went. I went back to the, oh, my God, I'm back to my childhood feeling unhappy. And, and it, you know, there was really no correlation except what was going on in my own mind. But I have, the power that I'm getting now is a power rooted in love, I think. It's a power rooted in love for me. Therefore, it it it, it sort of spreads out to other, the other people in my life.
6: We're going to go to Linda Crater,
5: Washington, DC.
6: I think that's so interesting about the, the power. I personally believe that our work requires one um, power in any way you define it. And work has a structure to it. We know how to behave. We know how to act. Personal life often brings with it complete implosions, explosions, surprises that we are not expecting. And when you are uh, thrown into the dark days of the soul, I think that everything is stripped away. The artifice is gone. You are bare and you are naked and you are raw. And it's at that time that the inner strength comes through faith, through whatever practices that you practice. But I think that it builds on a, a cleaner slate and one that is more authentically you. I think parts of our life are very much affected by how we're raised, by society's social mores. But I think when you are pushed down and really life hits you, you know, whether by illness or divorce or adversity of any kind, take it all away you're down to the bare bones it's stripped away you begin again and you begin anew well i
1: think you know it's like my my product that I had out for a long time called Bouncing with Style. It's like we're starting over, but we're not starting over from scratch. Linda Franklin left Wall Street. She started over, but she didn't start from scratch. You know, uh, Linda Credo, you and I got divorced after many years. We learned a lot in those married years. We learned a lot in those working years. So, yeah, we had to start over on some level, but we weren't starting over from scratch. Now, we're going to go to commercial break shortly, um, but before we do, if you liked this episode or you liked what you're listening now. You can check us out on Dynamic Women Talk Radio or you can check us out on iTunes and what you're going to hear, you're going to hear these powerful, dynamic, amazing women talk candidly, openly and vulnerably which is not necessarily all of our strong points, but we're going to talk about voice and commonality and balance and excellence and leadership, networking. These are things that we go through on a daily basis and I wish I had a show like this when I was in my 20s. I would so listened to it and sopped up what i could now we're here today with kathy crafty kimberly rinaldi Lori johnson lisa dietrich linda crater and linda franklin you can find out more about these wonderful women on dynamic when we come back from the break we're going to continue our exploration on power and we're going to hear from Lori johnson and lisa dietrich who didn't get their turn this time around we'll be back again after the break
6: We're Dynamic Women Talk Radio, and we'll return after these short messages.
0: It's
10: Each year, the United States Postal Service successfully ships over 160 billion packages and letters, with bills traveling through the mail at twice the speed of checks. Automated sorting machines read zip codes and directs the mail to the proper destination. But last year, they failed to read some 2.4 billion pieces of mail, all because of cacography. That's bad handwriting. So what happens to all that errant mail? The post office hires more than 700 postal clerks to decipher the most difficult ones. When a sorting machine discovers an illegible address, it scans and sends a digital image to the clerk's computers. Amazingly, the average clerk can crack the code in just three seconds. Not everyone can keep up, though, as management at the post office is always pushing the envelope. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word.
8: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
9: Late afternoon snacking can really be a challenge. Vending machines seem to be everywhere, whether you are in an office building, hospital, or school. While most vending machine snacks are not low-calorie, there are a few smart picks. Weight Watchers recommends choosing an energy bar, a cereal bar, or a trail mix that does not include candy. Avoid peanut butter cups, frosted pastries, cookies, and chips. Sometimes all it takes is a diet soda to curb that late afternoon hunger. While diet soda is not a healthy choice, it keeps calories low and fills you up until you can get some wholesome food. The best course of action is to plan for those energy dips and long hours by bringing in fresh fruit, low-fat cheese, and yogurt. Avoiding vending machines is also a good idea. Be sure to plan ahead. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond.
1: Ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Crater, and this is Dynamic Women Talk Radio. And before the break, we were talking about power, all the different elements. Is it negative? Is it positive? You know, what is it that strikes us about power? We're going to go to Lori Johnson in Texas, our intuitive first.
3: Thank you. We were talking before about how um, Linda Franklin was uh, feeling in power when she was at Wall Street and then realized that it was not who she really was or how the the power went, but that's that's what I want to talk about in that everything, the concept of power, the word itself, when you first say it, it basically brings in the feeling of somebody who is in control, who is telling everybody else what to do, who knows what they're doing, as if that overlord type situation, in any situation, on any level, but what the power we're coming into and the power that I think is the most important is uh, if you are completely self-aware... You are in your own power. That's the thing that we're getting into. And I seem to be repeating myself, but it still comes down to that. On being able to, um, like you were talking about, surrender. And I've had two or three instances in my life where I've had to be in that complete surrender energy. But also we can find our own power in coming out of that by actually having one person or one book or one concept of self-awareness that is given to us that makes us really feel we are standing in our own truth. When we get into our own truth, and you can recognize that, you can feel when somebody tells you something. Um, there's a book that I highly recommend called The Finding of the Third Eye by Vera Stanley Alder written in 1938. I had been working as a psychic and working and working and working and you know questioning what I was doing because it's such a weird profession in the first place. I found this book and I read it, and every single thing that I had come up with, everything that had been taught to me, in my spirit, was in the book. And I all of a sudden started walking three feet off the ground for a couple of months because I was so high that I found out that I was right about everything I believed. It was really cool. When we find that energy, we're in our own power, we're in our own self awareness, and everything we do after that is a different expression of power, whether it's the traditional power over the power within or just being able to handle things on a day-to-day basis in a better way than we did before.
1: Well, and I love that you referenced a book in 1938, because when people hear the word intuitive or psychic, and, you know, they think new age, they think it's somehow new. And I know 1938 doesn't go back that far, but it certainly struck me as this stuff's been around a long time, regardless of what the kind of pop uh, marketing uh, would lead us to think.
3: Yeah, it has been. It's always been around. It's just the logical. We've been through 2,000 years of the logical lines and squares thought process, which was traditionally in the Piscean Age, the 2,000 years, about the male energy taking the role of having to learn the lesson to be in that authority figure and women taking the lesser role of being um, the support system, which means that we can multitask and we have to find our power within. And moving forward, that power over, that has already happened. We've already done that. Now we're moving, not even into... It's now about female power. It's about the balance. For the first time in a 26,000-year growth of humankind, we are now in humankind, not mankind, in the balance of everything, the balance of power, the balance of male and female and religion. Everything is coming into balance. So where we're going right now, the only power that counts is standing in your own energy and knowing your own truth.
1: I love that. I love that. Lisa Dietrich of Bend, Oregon.
4: Well, I look at, um, power and we were talking earlier about those of us that have had to just let go in order to find that power and move forward. And the the question I kind of came up with was how do we harness that to move forward? Do we need to release? Do we need to let go? And I think there are a lot of things that we do need to just release in our lives in order to move forward. Um, I, personally look at you know Jesus Christ as being the one who all, surrendered ultimate power as a god of the universe and came and lived and walked among humanity he showed us how to live in love he he revealed himself to women he included women in his personal group of friends, which was very unheard of at that time. And looking at the power that he surrendered and the way he taught us how to live and the way he taught us how to love each other and move forward in life in forgiveness and in love really inspires my life where um, the time when I, you know, had to go through a nasty divorce, I did that and I forgave. And once I was able to extend forgiveness, I was able to move forward and take all of that, leave the negative energy behind, take the positive, the love, and move forward in life. And that has really been the key to my life and being able to weather the trials and look for the next uh, possibility, the next opportunity in life. And I think that there's a lot to be said in just letting go and letting God take care of us and move us forward.
1: I agree with you. I think there's a lot to be said about using opinions to really start conversations, not end them. And that's one of the principles that this show is founded on. We're going to go over to East Texas and hear from Kathy Kraftke.
7: Yeah, I just don't even know where to begin. There's so many things to talk about. I, I loved the word uh, Lori Johnson used, the overlording. I remember when my son was a freshman or sophomore he'd spent almost a year being bullied on a football team and we went in to see the coach and I just went to listen because he's a, almost a well he's over six feet tall even back then but he said to the coach I'll never forget leadership is not lording it over other people and and I was I think that was one of my more proud moments as a mother because he just pulled that out of his hat he knew that and so that was one thing. I love that word overlording or lording it over. I, I think that's a phrase we really have to deal with when we want to talk about what real power is. And then I love the idea that when we're on our knees, we're very, very strong. That's a very powerful place to be. And then I didn't want us to miss the chance to hear the Madeline Albright quote, Sandra, that you sent us. I just So I'm just going to read that if nobody objects. And that is jewelry and pins have been worn throughout history as symbols of power, sending messages. Interestingly enough, it was mostly men who wore the jewelry in various times. And obviously crowns were part of signals that were being sent throughout history by people of rank that we get from Madeline Albright, which reminded me of Lisa, Lisa Dietrich's comment about Jesus, because I love this quote by Jesus. Again, the king this is from Mo, oh, I don't know if I wrote down where it's from. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. I just think there's so much wisdom in that and I love that idea.
1: I do too. I love that. So Kimber really, Rinaldi, Los Angeles.
2: Well, let me start off with I am wearing my tiara after the conversation. I did get up and go put it on. <laughs> I rock a tiara. It's actually in my my bio.
1: Tiara references are, if you go to Dynamic Women and check out, what episode was it? The Being Yourself episode. You will learn more about tiaras and tutus for grown women that you probably need. Kimberly Rinaldi.
2: Yeah, it's in my bio. I do rock a tiara occasionally, and I am doing it right now. I truly believe, power for me, and having come into this situation that I'm in in my life, power again energy versus effort at this point i believe the difference in how i utilize my power how i connect with it is the difference between feeling and believing erroneously that i am doing it on my own that i am pushing moving spinning twisting turning all of this around me versus what my prayer in the morning my very first prayer of the morning as soon as my eyes open like you sandra you know to My guides, my guardians, my angels, departed loved ones, God, Jesus, Buddha, anybody I'm forgetting, it's not (laughs) intentional. I got it out there. My prayer is truly guide my heart, my hands, my mind, my mouth today Mm -hmm. because I cannot be trusted on my own. Uh. And it speaks to my heart at this point, which is we are connected. Energy cannot be destroyed. We are all truly interpersonally, energetically one. It is a unit of one. And when people get that power, when people understand that value, I think that's when lives change. You're so hard to follow. We need to like give Kimberly
1: Rinaldi the mic. We're going to go to Lisa Dietrich. Make her follow uh, Kimberly Rinaldi with that tough one.
4: Oh, yikes. I just said I love it. I love what she had to say. And um, I, I'm going to punt
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go over to Linda Franklin, New York City.
5: Yeah, you know, that that true power that, that is about getting the ego out of the way. And, and once we, we can learn to do that, even a little bit at a time, you know, life changes because the ego always wants to create issues for us. And it always is pushing us to do more and more um, that we don't have to do. So when we get that power within or from above or wherever you, you want to think it comes from, it, it's, it's, you know, as I said before, it's kind of magical. And sometimes you just have to step back and you say, wow, how did this ever happen? But then it happens again and again and again, and you say, hey, I'm onto something here.
1: Well, I think that's part of that listening and going with the flow and really being aware. And maybe that's the in the moment thing, that mindfulness we hear so much about, you know, and when people are wired in, they're distracted by television or internet or they're on their phone all the time. They miss all these signs. I feel like, you know, there's all these signposts out there. There's people, there's situations, there's, you know, elevator doors closing and you don't make the elevator. So you get on the next elevator and there's the person, you know, you were supposed to talk to or meet or give a letter to um being aware of these things and you know and I want to talk to I'm going to bring Lori Johnson on first when we come back from the break to talk about these kind of whether they're universal messages psychic messages situations that come and put us in positions of growth you know there's all these things once you become aware of kind of this whole next layer out there of influences and things that create you and grow you and change you and being open to receive and being open to direction. I know when I had my surrender moment and I'm, you know, okay, I'm, I'm going to do your will. I'm going to go in the direction you send me. Just, Just give me guidance. Give me direction. I'll follow it. I'll do it. I can't do this anymore. I can't do it on my own. You know, and all of a sudden things changed. Things were very different. I was different. I don't know if I was asleep and I woke up. I don't know if I was resting and woke up. I don't know if I was distracted. But whatever it was, I stepped back and started seeing Where I could go down the path of least resistance. and It didn't mean I didn't work hard. It didn't mean I didn't move my feet. I did. I did. I worked. I created. But I let my intuition guide me. I let my dreams guide me. And I started listening, really listening to the messages around me, the people who were wise, these wise women that are on the show with us today. Kathy Kraftke, Kimberly Rinaldi, Lori Johnson, Lisa Dietrich, Linda Crater, Linda Franklin. These are some of the most powerful women you will ever meet. We are graced and blessed to have them with us today. And we're going to come back from the break and we're going to talk more about getting our ego out of the way with power. We'll be back after the break.
6: We're Dynamic Women Talk Radio, and we'll return after these short messages.
8: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
9: February is heart awareness month, with heart disease being the number one killer of Americans. Approximately 632,000 Americans die each year. Which means one out of every four disease-related deaths in the U.S. are attributed to heart disease. According to the American Heart Association, approximately 785,000 Americans have their first heart attack each year, with an additional 470,000 experiencing a recurrent heart attack. That equals a staggering 1,255,000 Americans each year falling prey to a heart attack. According to the CDC, approximately 4 out of every 10 people who have heart disease are also inactive. It's time to get moving. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond.
8: It's
0: you never
9: Business News Daily reported a story from Career Builder that gave
10: some humorous examples of actual job interview blunders. One Boris Norris candidate decided to take off his shoes during the interview. Probably not the best idea, even if you don't have smelly feet or potobromidrosis. Another job applicant brought a how-to-interview book with him to the interview. Then he asked, what company is this again? And my favorite, the candidate who asked for a sip of the interviewer's coffee. That will cause a latte problems, and also it's a bit bumptious. And finally one job applicant asked the interviewer if they could wrap it up quickly because he had another appointment. And a special thanks to our armed forces men and women serving at home and abroad.
0: It's words you never
10: I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app Too Funny for Words.
1: Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Crater and this is Dynamic Women Talk Radio and we are roundtable discussing power. How about that? There's another word discussioning. Uh, We're going to go to (laughs) Linda Franklin because my three degrees haven't been enough to get my vocabulary right today. We're going to go to Linda Franklin and get talk about ego, how ego relates to power and getting our ego out of the way. Linda Franklin.
5: I think the ego, I think we're constantly in a battle with our ego. Our ego doesn't want to give us any peace. It's always pushing for more. I recently, well, not so recently, read a really good book called The Untethered Soul, and it was about shutting off those voices we hear in our head all the time about we're not good enough, we got to do it this way, don't do it that way, like him, don't like her, what's he doing, blah, blah, blah. And if we can learn just, you know, it's like even if we have to fake it till we make it to turn off those voices you know that i believe that are are generated by the ego then we have a we really have a really good chance of really connecting to the power within us where all the real miracles happen but we have to turn off the ego and those voices in our head and stop listening to them because they don't make any sense and if you pay attention to what's going on in your head most of the time you're going to say jesus but we don't even pay attention. It's, it's there all the time. So we just, we just, we listen to it, but we, we don't even, but we don't listen to it. It makes no sense.
1: No, and it's one of those things where if you wake up in the morning and you think about being up at two o'clock and going, okay, you make all these agreements with yourself. And then you wake up in the morning and remember them and go, what was I thinking? You were just shutting that monkey up in your head. Kathy Crafty, Oh, I'm sorry. Linda Crater, Washington, D.C.
6: I love the way you put that, Linda. I I think a lot of this boiling down of getting the ego out of the way still comes back to self-awareness. If you take the time to look at where you are at various times in your life, looking more gets you better at it. It's a practice, just like everything else. I think that sometimes when you're doing your best work, Your ego is not even involved. You're just doing the work, using your gifts, being a blessing, all of those things. And I think everyday miracles do happen. What I find amazing is that that ego sometimes is there out of fear. You don't believe in yourself enough. You don't seed yourself any credit. I think there's the power that goes too far, the overlording. And then there's also the power that is a a lower self-esteem. How many powerful, influential women do you know have insecurities or low self-esteem in certain aspects of their life? I would venture to say nearly all of us. And so I I think self-awareness helps with getting the ego either in or out of the way and i think as you gain in power and wisdom gained from years and being hit by two by force um, I, I really believe that using your power to empower others is a wonderful way to use that energy for good
1: we do we always want to put on our superwoman capes let's go to kathy kraftky in east texas
7: I, I i love that idea linda of of what we're willing to believe
1: mm-hmm.
7: and and how we make choices about what we listen to, even in our own heads. I think for me, one of the greatest challenges has been to recognize my own insecurities and then step into my fears and just face them down and do the things that I thought were too hard for little old me and then discover that I'm doing all these crazy fun things I never expected to be doing at my age, but simply because I didn't let my fear define me. And and I, I just wanted to throw one more thing in on that because you said something I think is profoundly important for anyone who's listening. All women have these insecurities. We are all feel that we are under attack by negative thoughts. That's such a universal, a universal challenge. We're so sensitive, and I think we just our little antennas pick up on this stuff. When we did all that series of questions, one of the most poignant questions for me was I had somebody send in a note that said what if I never feel love for who I am and to me that that question kind of summed up what I think all women really in their deepest heart that's what they want they want to love themselves I want to love myself for who I really am
1: love that well we love you for who you are and we hope that all women find that own self-love let's go to Lisa Dietrich in Bend Oregon
4: Oh, I love what the last two ladies have said about uh, our insecurities and the voices in our head and especially Kathy facing down your fears and going right after them. I I take that a step farther and I challenge those voices in my head. Um, you can't do that? Well, watch me. I will do that. <laughs> and I kind of use that as a as a challenge, as a motivation to prove those voices wrong and shut them down. It is. It's it's, it's it's very
1: important. We're going to go to, let's go to Laurie Johnson in Texas.
3: Thank you. I'm um, talking about the ego and becoming egoless. This is our journey now, and we've been living in ego as how it defines us. And as soon as we become egoless, it is closer to God, closer to spirit. And as soon as we get there, which is the total self-awareness, obviously you can stand in your own power, but then you can feel that connection to other beings, to everything, to God, the universe, the whole thing. It's a matter of being able to stand in your own power without ego, to not not respect yourself. It's not about not respecting all the gifts that you have, but it's about they do not have to be oppressive to others in order for you to know that they are there. So my favorite statement, again, is I stand in power without ego, and that I am proud of what I've accomplished it's not a, a sin to be proud it's not a negative thing to be proud of what i've worked on but by standing in power without ego then i am available to feel what else is around me and connected to everything because i don't remember who was talking about that before but we all are connected on a visceral level on a soul level on a spiritual level even on a molecular level everything is connected and the more that we let go let God, let go, let ego, we all are more connected and more in power, which then becomes group power as opposed to individual power, and we can accomplish a lot more.
1: Oh, I think that's so fascinating. That, that gives us some languaging, at least for me, from what I'm struggling with, was how we're all interconnected. Kimberly Rinaldi, Los Angeles.
2: I'm going to take a little oppositional view here. Um, I believe that we are whole and complete, and I believe that there is nothing less than about any one of us, and that is where we come from. That is heaven, that is the other side, that is the universe, that is eternal, that that, that is who we truly are. However, I believe ego does serve a purpose. It's what keeps us safe. It's what tells us that something is in direct opposition to who we are here to be. And I believe that we came in with ego because we made a choice to be here in body. And I think it's a balancing act. I don't think we should die unto the ego or die unto the spirit while we are while we are in body on this earth plane. We're meant to, you know, get dirty and messy and hurt and live through it and come back and try again. And I believe that ego and those voices within truly start off Um from the damage of other people around us. If you listen to the voices within. What I call the you know, poop flinging monkey. That lives in my head. It may sound like me. But it was the critical parent. The critical teacher. The unloving partner at one point. I just made a choice to adopt it. And I think it comes back to balance again. Kathy Krafke. East Texas.
7: Well I, I'm fascinated by all this and especially the talk about ego uh, and i i've heard people compare that to sin and i just wanted to throw this out because i was waiting for someone to use that word but since no one has i think i'll bring it up um i know in the greek the word sin is a martyr which means that it is the opposite of of the word martyr and the word martyr is um, a word that especially in In biblical times meant to testify so the word sin sometimes gets thrown out there and it gets used in a lot of crazy ways but it really means to testify to something that is false which I think is kind of an interesting definition of sin especially as we're talking about ego we're
1: going to go to Lisa Dietrich in Oregon talk about sin
4: and ego Oh, those are some deep subjects here for the last three minutes of the show. Um, (laughs) Make those three minutes. count. It's an interesting thing. Yes, Kathy, um, the the term sin, um, to testify to what is false, that would imply that there is an ultimate truth or there is truth. And that's where we need to really take a look at that. And um, there are definitely opposing viewpoints on what is truth, whether it's even absolute truth or not. And um, all I can say is... If you don't believe there's an absolute truth that you can't be absolute, you can't speak that as an absolute truth, and that almost is circular, but it's not. Um, the other thing too is that um, what Kimberly said, you know, the ego is a part of us, but it's not something that we want to have let control our lives completely. Um, I think we can use those negative voices in our head that came from you know bad relationships and critical people again to um, harness that power within us to say. Let me push past that and see if maybe they were wrong. Maybe I can do this and not just allow that to shut us down. But use those negative things to bring in positive uh, life experiences and positive things into our life and the lives around us. Linda Franklin, before we go to break.
5: Yeah, I think that let's uh, let's close the show on a positive note. And there are no mistakes. There's no errors. What we're doing, everything is a positive because it's taking us to the next place. It's teaching us. It's showing us the way. And if we didn't have those, what we call mistakes or or errors, then we wouldn't learn. So you know, that's where we learn the most is is, is by doing something that you know didn't seem right. So there's no mistakes. You know, everything is perfect just the way it is, so just learn from everything and and stick to your self-power, and you're going to be a winner.
1: Well, boy, we've got some great advice from the winners on the show today. I want to thank Kathy Krafke from East Texas, Kimberly Rinaldi, Los Angeles, Lori Johnson, also hailing from the great state of Texas. We've got Lisa Dietrich from Bend, Oregon, Linda Crater, Washington, D.C., and Linda Franklin from New York City. Now, if you like these women, we've got lots of other shows like them. You can find them on dynamicwomentalkradio.com. You can also go to iTunes and see our shows over there there com you'll be able to read more about these amazing women they have overcome great obstacles they have educated themselves they have had life experiences that are second to none these are some of the greatest women that I have ever met and I've met a lot of people so I'm going to take us now to the end of the show and we will be back again next week with a panel of experts to talk about women's issues everything from power to energy to uh being yourself and beliefs. We've got many more like this. We welcome you back next week.
0: From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up Talk Radio is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they'd always dreamed of. Each week, Powered Up Talk Radio explores innovative ways to stay focused in a world that's experiencing dramatic changes. Find out who you are, discover your purpose, and challenge yourself to be all you can be.